0: Hey, coming in, coming in, and welcome to Entrepreneurs Can Party. Let me show you around. This is an entrepreneurship podcast for business owners, entrepreneurs, creatives, and those aspiring to be so. The aim is to introduce you to inspiring, like minded people who are doing what they love every single day and are having so much fun in the process. You see, business can and should be fun. I'm your host, Scott Stockdale, and it's my job to tease out their habits, routines, successes, failures, favourite resources, books, etc, etc. All that good stuff. Alrighty, make yourself at home, grab yourself a drink, and let's get this party started. Hey, hey, or welcome to episode 127 of Entrepreneurs Can Party. I'm your host, Scott, and on today's Saturday solo episode, I wanted to share my three-step process of how I've managed to collect 153 email subscribers in 29 days now at the time of this recording that number has actually increased because I tend to record content a little bit in advance so it's now just over 200 email subscribers and this far exceeds any email collection I've done in the past you know whether it was through Scott bar or other projects I've had yeah this rate of email collection growth if you want to that's a bit wordy but that that idea of collecting emails yeah, this is the quickest I've got to such a big number. So I wanted to yeah detail this three-step process in this episode. Of course, it is still very small for I compared to a lot of email lists. You know, a lot of entrepreneurs who are looking to build businesses off their email lists typically have thousands of emails. So still very early stages. However, if you are looking to start building an email list and you have no idea where to start, Hopefully this episode can be of value to you. So with that being said, I hope you enjoy today's episode, which is 153 email subscribers in 29 days, my three-step process. So yes, today's episode is all about growing an email list and I'll be detailing my three-step process of how I've grown an email list of 153 subscribers in just 29 days. And to put this into context, I have attempted to grow an email list before. So when I was uh, documenting my process of creating a cricket protein bar business uh, from scratch, which is a whole other story, which I think I've done a podcast on, but if I haven't, I will do soon. And yeah, I, I'd i say I grew that list, an email list for that business to about 110 subscribers, I think it was in the end and that was over the course of probably a year and a half. So it wasn't the level I'm currently at um, with my current email list, and it took probably 12 times as long to do that. So it's, uh, it's a process I've, yeah, I've attempted before and I've now t- taken many learnings and I've learned from many uh, great writers particularly who are really excelling with their email lists. And I wanted to impart the lessons I've learned over the last couple of months to help you grow your own engaged email list so just to kind of set the scene a little bit and the the kind of background and why it's so important to have an email list i've seen a lot of prominent writers i'm thinking here the likes of pat flynn who say that an email list along with your own website are basically only two things on the internet you can own everything else is rented so we're thinking here social media platforms the likes of instagram for example you are essentially renting that space You know, if Facebook was to make a change to uh, the platform, maybe it decided to just kill it one day for whatever reason could happen, then you would essentially lose all of those followers. Like, you know, it would just disappear overnight. And, okay, in reality, that's not likely to happen, but we are seeing a, a gradual decline in many platforms, the likes of Instagram, where organic reach is basically non-existent. So in other words, the followers you have probably aren't likely to see all the content you're producing and even where platforms are more engaged you know the likes of LinkedIn at the time of this recording you know it does see tremendous organic growth Uh, those people that are seeing your content aren't really that they're not in the right frame of mind to actually properly engage with your content a lot of the time so for example whenever I go on LinkedIn it's usually during my lunch break And I'm just scrolling through a bit pointlessly, and if I see something interesting, it might hold my attention for a few seconds, but then I'm likely to just scroll past and forget who even wrote that piece. So this is all to say that these channels, which are popular because they're free, bear in mind you are renting that real estate. You don't own it. And this is where an email list comes into its own. So how on earth do you grow an email list to, say, 153 subscribers in 29 days? What's the process? Well, I'm gonna lay it out for you right now. So, step number one, you want to be providing valuable content. I know this is a given, <laughs> and it's, it's very easy to say that. What does valuable content look like? Of course, that depends on the type of people you're looking to target. So to kind of, I'll keep weaving in my experience into this just because I think it helps contextualize things a bit more. With my, uh, the email list I've grown so far, I have two channels essentially, two or two segments I should say. So segment number one, people who join my email list are interested in writing. So obviously I write on Medium as many of you will know and people who find my pieces on Medium uh, there are opportunities through a number of articles I've written to get taken to a landing page. We're kind of jumping in step two, I'll come back to this shortly. They get taken to a landing page and they can then join my writing segment. And then by joining that segment, they'll get emails pretty regularly from me about writing. So how to improve their writing, writing tips, uh, stories from inspiring writers, all that sort of stuff. So that's one segment. The other segment is people who are interested in outsourcing and or entrepreneurship. So inspiring stories around people who are successful and who have uh, got to a pinnacle of success in their field. And these Stories are primarily coming from the podcast that you're listening to right now, which is very handy because it's just all about repurposing content, which is a whole other story, which I'm sure I can do an episode about, so how to actually repurpose uh, podcast content into written form. All that's to say, though, yeah, a lot of the content I produce for my email list comes from the podcast and vice versa. So that is the other segment, stories around outsourcing and entrepreneurship, and the most people who join that segment are driven there because of a free outsourcing course I've published in the world and yeah people can sign up to that course and to sign up for that course they provide their email address and from that point they're then in my email list. Now of course I'm going to take you through these steps but that's essentially the two segments I have for the email list and of course to actually get people onto the list in the first place this is the crux of building an email list. So this is the the step. So yeah, first step, you've got to provide valuable content. And the two places I focus on primarily at the moment are Medium and LinkedIn. So Medium-wise, I uh, write content very regularly. So I schedule an hour in my morning to just write Medium content. And of course, that doesn't mean I produce one article a day, it just means I'm spending usually an hour, an hour and a half writing content for Medium. And yeah, once I've then published an article, um, obviously people see it and hopefully they like it. And where relevant, if the article that I'm writing is about writing, for example, I might then include a document that takes people to my email list. Now how this works in practice is I, uh, I'll take one of my most recent uh, articles, which was uh, how I attended Google University to learn how to become a full-time writer or something along those lines. And actually, it's, it's strange that when I published the article, it did really well and it continues to do really well. Uh, I had a document in there, which was essentially all of the notes I took when I attended Google University. And just to kind of clarify Google University it's not really a real thing. It's not like Cambridge or Oxford. It's essentially my take on the fact that you can learn any skill on Google. And I attended quote unquote Google University by just doing Google searches and uh, learn how to yeah become for a full-time writer by learning from other writers through Google. That was, the, that was the gist of it. And yeah, so I produced this document, this Google document, uh, just basically detailing my notes. And I cl- included a link to it In the article. Anyway so I left it at that and it was actually because a fellow medium writer she left a private note on the article and she said Scott I love this document you should put uh, an email lock on it and what she meant by that was you should only give access to that document if people give you their email address. So my friend she called it an email lock it's commonly known as an email capture and it's essentially that a transaction where by providing their email address you are giving something of value to them in in exchange. So in my case I was giving them access to this free Google Doc uh, and in return they gave me their email address. So that's kind of how to go about doing this and you you know that was how I did it, I just kind of link, I now link to these documents I've created um, in Medium articles. I also leave call to actions uh, where relevant so when I've done articles about outsourcing for example I'll then leave a call to action at the end of that article saying hey if you liked this article you may want to consider signing up to my free five-day outsourcing course and there you go then so that's kind of step one provide valuable content and leave call to actions in that content whether that's on medium or the other platform I mentioned linkedin similar sort of thing I will write posts on linkedin and then I'll provide uh, some sort of a call to action saying, hey, if you like this piece of content, maybe consider checking out my outsourcing course, etc. So that's the first thing. Second step is to then have or send these people to a, a landing page to capture their email address. The software I use, ConvertKit, is super simple. So it allows you to create really professional looking landing pages. And when I say landing pages, they're essentially just a, a web page that nothing that fancy they just look quite nice and they have one primary function and that function is to capture someone's email address and that's it so they will uh, yeah usually pretty colorful and they'll have um a place where people can put in their email address and their first name and there's uh, there's usually some sort of picture or words to say sign up to get access to my free document or free outsourcing course whatever it might be that you're giving away whatever valuable freebie you're giving away so yeah convertkit is the software i use the plan i use costs 20 pounds a month i believe or there or thereabouts and uh, that means i can uh, have a thousand email subscribers on my list before i have to pay any more And I can also send emails automatically once people are signed up to my email list. Now you can go with a free plan on ConvertKit and you still can build it up to a thousand email subscribers, however you can't send emails automatically. So for example instead of having to manually send an email to someone once they've signed up to your list to give them access to your freebie, ConvertKit allows you to do that automatically uh, if you sign up to one of their paid plans. I definitely recommend this just because it makes uh, life a lot easier you know having to manually check and um, but you may decide actually just to begin with i'm happy sending those emails automatically i just kind of want to get to grips of building an email list and definitely recommend that i have used mailchimp in the past and i would say that their emails don't look as good just my own personal preference and i think also it's a bit more clunky to set up automations convertkit however is super simple and Again, this is just my own personal preference. I prefer emails that are just text without any fancy designs, templates, pictures in them, etc. And ConvertKit lets you do that really easily. So that would be my preference. But yeah, have a a look around if you want to trial different tools and different softwares. ConvertKit, MailChimp are just two. There are literally hundreds. Uh, I've heard of um, Infusionsoft, which I know many uh, one of my previous podcast guests, she's a big fan of. And there are literally yeah there are literally dozens and dozens of these email platforms so that's step two drive people to a, a landing page and capture their email address and then the final step step three is to send a freebie in the first email that you send to that person so keep it very simple and just say hey it's in my case scott here from medium just dropping by to send you the free uh, document that you signed up for Um, And then I have a couple of lines about if people are on Gmail, then they may want to consider moving the email from their junk folder or promotions folder to their inbox, just so that it's always in their inbox, um, future emails that is. Um, I can always, if you are interested and you want to actually look at the first email I sign or send to people, um, I can provide a template of that. So yeah, just email me, scott at entrepreneurscomparty.com. I'll be happy to send you that. But yeah, all that's to say, the first email should just be basically sending the person their, e- their freebie that they've signed up for. And I'd keep it at that. I would then send a separate email, uh, giving a bit more background about who you are, if that's relevant. To be honest, I don't think it is, because most people, for me at least, because most people who find my email list who subscribe to my email list already know a little bit about who I am, because they'll have only found my email list uh, or been signed up to my email list by finding my content on Medium or LinkedIn so they already know who I am um, but for some people they decide yeah the first or the second email that they send is kind of a bit more of a story about who they are and and that sort of thing. Personally I don't think it's necessary and I just want to keep providing value to people through who sign up to my email list and that is essentially the the three-step process and of course it sounds ridiculously simple and in many ways it is. However, I I know from the past that it, you know, you think you've got a freebie that people sign up for, um, but they're not interested, and that that happens. And the other thing is you want to be uh, creating content in the right places. So for me, for example, writing on Medium um, makes sense if I'm wanting to capture the attention of writers because a lot of writers are on Medium and they're wanting to grow their Medium following. So it makes sense. However, this might not be the right platform for you. And you might decide, actually, I'd be better creating content on say LinkedIn or Quora or um, some other platform where you can share your thoughts and people, uh, like-minded people, can then join your email list. So I think the mistakes I just wanted to kind of highlight or potential mistakes you could make, which I've made before in the past, uh, a freebie which you think is really good, actually that might not resonate with the people you're trying to target, the freebie should also provide tangible value. And I know that again, that sounds ridiculously obvious, but I have signed up to a number of email lists in the past where the freebie isn't really benefiting me and it seems to only really be benefiting the person that's created it. So, for example, um, signing up to an email list that details uh, a startup uh, founder's journey okay, great, but why should I care? You know, there's got to be some sort of value exchange. So in my case, that free, well, I think the most successful document freebie that I've given away is a six-month plan about how to write, uh, become a full-time writer. And it has, yeah, lots of actionable steps in that freebie. I should stress, though, that the freebie itself, it doesn't look that pretty. It's just a very simple Google Doc that doesn't even have basic formatting. It is basically just... A list of bullet points i think a few headings yeah it doesn't you, the The kind of crux is it doesn't have to cost you anything you don't need a fancy like cover or someone to design something for you to look really fancy yeah it can be just really really simple so that's the second thing so yeah mistake number one make something that people actually want mistake number two i see people make you don't need to spend money on a designing a fancy looking freebie and i think the third mistake i see and I've made as well, is when you're having a landing page, keep it really simple. You only want one uh, call to action. You don't want lots of different links on that. It's not a website you're sending people to, because again, people can easily get drawn away from what you're wanting them to do. So it's just a one simple landing page that yeah makes it explicitly clear. The function of the landing page is to sign, get you to sign up to this email list to, so you can get this freebie. And anything more than that will Just, yeah, the people will drop out somewhere along the lines, they'll get distracted. So yeah, you want to remove as much friction as possible and uh, make as many people convert to your email list as possible. Now, of course, some people might just not chime with the thing you're giving away and that's absolutely fine. So they might go to your landing page and then realise, actually, that's not for me and just jump off. And again, yeah, absolutely fine. You're just wanting to make it as easy as possible for those who are interested in what you have to offer to sign up. So it should take literally, yeah, they just have to put in their name, their first name and their email address. I don't think it's necessary to capture their surname. You definitely don't need to capture their address like the home address or anything like that. Just keep it really, really simple. So name, email address. In the future, if you're wanting to actually send gifts, um, which I've done in the past, you know, actually physical gifts to their home address, then there are ways to do that. But I would say just to get people into your email uh, email list is the first port of call. And then I'll do a future episode actually around how to then capture home addresses because there's a whole separate process too that I've done in the past. So there you have it. Three very simple steps to grow an email list. I hope this episode has been of value to you. And with that all being said, I wish you luck on growing your email list. Do keep me posted if you decide to try and grow one. You know where to find me across social media and I'll speak again very, very soon. Do take care. Hey, hey, so outsourcing to a virtual assistant for less than $5 an hour has been a game changer for me. My VA living in Vietnam is, for one, a lovely human being, and two, she saves me so much time every single week since we started working together in May 2020. She produces these episodes, she edits audio, she sends emails to guests, she creates social media posts, she writes show notes, completes ad hoc tasks, and we spend less than one hour a week communicating over Zoom and email. Pretty dreamy, am I right? Well, I now share all these systems, insights, and mistakes I've made in my very first Udemy course so you too can outsource to a virtual assistant and save over 10 plus hours a week. Since launching in November 2020, over 80 students have enrolled and the course has received over 20 five-star ratings. To find out more, check out the link in my show notes where you can get an exclusive discount or visit udemy.com forward slash course or forward slash outsource hyphen two hyphen a hyphen virtual hyphen assistant that's not easy to say let me just repeat that that's udemy.com forward slash course forward slash outsource hyphen two hyphen a hyphen virtual hyphen assistant for more details